0: Hello, we're now on day 15 of my first 50 days in Christ. And so I want to start off by sharing with you a little story. I told you in the first session, I've been doing this a long, long time. And after I've done the 52 days for a long time, even before we did this first printing that I shared with you earlier, when I did this, I thought it would be really cool to do these four Gospels that we're reading, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in chronological order. So I did a lot of research and I started setting up where you would read this section and then that section. At first it was like, you would read Matthew one through four, but then you'd jump over to Luke and then you'd do John and then Mark. And, and I even had one day, I remember where I had Matthew 13 and Mark four and Luke eight together. Cause those are all the parable of the sower. And then uh, I was looking in here, this is day 21. Uh, your assignment today is to read Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22. It was a disaster. <laughs> uh, I thought it was doing something good, but uh, especially the baby Christians were like, I'm so confused. Why am I reading this three times? And uh, another thing that I learned from doing that is it's very hard to get things in chronological order. The, the things that you're reading are not necessarily in the events, in the order that they happened And uh, I think the reason that is because that's kind of a Western culture thing, Eastern culture back in biblical times. They really didn't care about the chronology. I mean, it's all true. It's all inspired by God. Don't get me wrong. It's all right. It's accurate. It's just not in perfect order the way we would want it. It bugs us. It didn't bug them. So the best way to read the Gospels is just exactly the way they are written. And I learned my lesson early on in every every uh, version I've done since uh, we've had it in the order they're put. So read each book in the order that they're in. All right, let's 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 look at your assignments. Here's your assignments for today. I want you to read Luke chapter 11 through 13. So go ahead and do that at this time. Now that you've read your assignment, Notice, uh, did you catch Luke 12, verse 34? That is another wonderful verse that would be good to have on your heart all day long. And it's a song, excuse me, a verse that talks about our hearts. You know, Luke 12, verse 34 says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You can tell a lot about a person by what they put their time and their money into, that that really is what their treasure is. And building your treasure here on earth is really a poor investment compared to your heavenly treasure. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, save up money, that that's wrong uh, to, to invest. There's nothing wrong with that if, if you have the means to do that. But to put more emphasis on that than on building your heavenly treasure, the true treasure that's in heaven, is to get your, your priorities wrong. And so I hope that we will learn a lesson from that verse also want to talk to you a little bit about offering. We talked a little bit about it on day seven. And so let's talk about it again. Whenever a preacher talks about offering, we usually think, oh, well, he's trying to increase his salary. Let me explain something. If you're from a denominational background, you may not know this, but in the Church of Christ, whenever the offering goes up, that doesn't mean that the preacher's salary goes up by any means. And especially in this situation where I'm trying to encourage you, I don't even know where you're at, but... I want to encourage you to put money in the offering, not to to increase my salary, but because this is the way that you communicate to God, I love you. The offering, think about uh, even back in the Old Testament, when they made an offering, that was their worship. That's how they expressed to God how much they loved him. And so let's put some careful thought into your offering. You've been going to church for a while. Are you putting money in the offering plate? you really should. Even if you don't make very much, you should be giving something. And that's why I always encourage people to give based on a percentage. Now, I I personally, I use 10% just because I'm really bad at math. And 10% is really easy to work with. So I make a hundred bucks, 10 bucks goes in the offering. That's real easy for me. That was Old Testament. They, they, They call that tithing. And that's what they did in the Old Testament. Under the New Covenant, we don't tithe. We don't have to, to give ten percent. It's really it's up to you. You should give what your faith is prompting you to give. So take a moment and write in your notes just some thoughts about offering and about a biblical approach to money and just just write that down. But but write down a commitment. Here's what I'm going to give in the offering. That scripture just stuck in my mind. Luke chapter 12, verse 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's go ahead and commit that to memory? It's a very short verse. In fact, you may not even need to use that technique that we learned earlier on day seven. I guess that was the one that was on day seven where you write out on the card, remember the blank card, and you write it out and you carry it with you all day. If you need to do that, do that. Uh, but But commit that verse to memory. I think that's a great one to have on your mind all day long to remind you where your treasure is have a great day we'll see you tomorrow